to another installment of everything nhl the hockey segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host nathan and we're here with our hockey expert james kumar hey what's up man so so uh this week we're gonna go over some games on wednesday and thursday and we'll list some games that are underway on thursday and we'll talk about some playoff pickups for the fantasy playoffs and uh, we'll talk about just some, I guess, general news around the league. And then we'll preview Friday's games. All right. Sounds good. All right. So uh, let's start with uh, Wednesday's games, starting with uh, Chicago versus the Nashville Predators. Uh, it was a pretty close game. Um, Chicago was able to take it in overtime. Um in the first period, we had uh, Eli Tolvanen for Nashville and Pius Sutter for Chicago. And in the second period, there were two goals for Nashville by Colin Colton Sissons and Mikhail Granlund. And in the third period, um, there was a goal by Luke Kunin for Nashville. And for Chicago, there were three goals to tie the game. So it was Wyatt Cal- Kalinick. Uh, Vinny Inostroza and Dominic Kubelik. And in overtime, Chicago was able to take the game um, with uh, Brandon Hagel scoring the last goal for Chicago in overtime. And so what are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, Nashville, they went up 4-1 um, early in the third period. And we, I mean, I thought the game was pretty much over. And then I, I closed my phone, I opened it back up. And then Chicago won the game 5-4 in overtime. And I was like, say what? And it was like, yeah, it was an interesting result. And I guess it was a good battle back by Chicago. And then, um, yeah, um, Chicago gets the two points. Nashville goes to overtime, so they get the one point. So I know that doesn't really benefit Dallas and their chance of trying to get into the playoffs as both of the teams ahead of them are getting points. But, I mean, good on Chicago for continuing to just uh, push through and get the win. Uh, I guess, uh, what do you think this says about Chicago going forward? Uh, don't rule them out of making the playoffs just yet. Uh, they still have some fight left for sure. And I guess for Nashville, this is probably the best possible loss they could have had. Uh, well, yeah, of course, you're getting the point there. Um, you're staying in the fourth spot uh, in the central division. So, um yeah if you're gonna lose at least grab a point on the way out and speaking of grabbing a point on the way out we have the minnesota wild versus the arizona coyotes um minnesota was able to beat arizona 4-1 um in the first period we had christian dvorak um for arizona and that was the only goal for the entire game in the second period, we have Kevin Fiala for Minnesota. And in the third period, we have three more goals for Minnesota by Marcus Foligno, Kirill Kaprizov, and Nico Sturm. So what are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, I watched quite a bit of this game. Uh, it was a pretty good game overall. Um, teams are pretty evenly matched up, I'd say. But definitely Minnesota just took off in the third period and just dominated the game. Um, they just clearly looked like the better team in this game. 
So I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on Arizona going forward? Uh, it's still going to be tough for them to get into the playoffs in the West Division. They are in the fourth spot as we speak, but St. Louis does have three games in hand on them and are only one point behind. So definitely going to be tough for the Coyotes to keep that fourth spot. But I mean, uh, just going forward, they're going to have to win games. And I guess speaking of winning games, we can move on to uh, Vegas versus the San Jose Sharks. Um, Vegas was able to win 5-2, so a pretty dominant game by Vegas. Um, in the first period, we had Timo Meyer for San Jose and Jonathan Marchesol for um, Vegas. In the second period, we had Thomas Hurdle for San Jose and two goals for Vegas by Mark Stone and Alex Tuck. And in the third period, we had two more goals for Vegas by Jonathan uh, Marchesol again and uh, Matthias uh, Janmark. So I guess, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, I think this might be uh, close to, if not the full sweep of the season series between these two teams. So Vegas just pretty much dominated the Sharks. Uh, this is pretty much a game that you, if you went in, you could pretty much say Vegas is probably going to win by two goals or more. And they definitely did that. Um, they played really well. I mean, they've they're they've gotten their eighth straight win. They're on fire. They've now passed Colorado, their first place in the West Division. They were the first team to clinch a playoff spot. And I mean, things are going pretty well in Vegas right now. Yeah, I mean, they were looking like they were the best team um, in the West, if not one of the best teams in the league um, at the beginning of the season. And I guess they're coming around to kind of try to prove that again. Hopefully they can stay hot heading into the playoffs because we know how important that is. Yeah, and I guess what would you say about San Jose's chances? Um, I mean, they still are four points behind uh, the Arizona Coyotes for that fourth spot. They're still in range. They haven't played well in their last 10. They're only 2-7-1. and one. They had, If they had uh, won maybe three of, of those uh, seven losses, they definitely would be in that fourth spot right now. So uh, San Jose is definitely not doing their part to get in. So I think they need to start winning if they want to have a chance at it. Yeah, but I guess the good part is they're not out of the running just yet. Oh, yeah, they can definitely turn things around um, if they start playing better. And speaking of turning things around, we have the Montreal Canadiens versus the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Montreal was able to take this game 4-3, a pretty high-scoring game. Um, we have Arturi Lekkonen for Montreal in the first period. And in the second period, uh, Connor McDavid for Edmonton and Josh Anderson for Montreal. And in the third period, there are two goals for Montreal by Tyler Toffoli and Josh Anderson. And there were two goals by Edmonton by Ryan Nugent Hawkins and Jesse Pugliarvi. But uh, they just weren't able to kind of catch up to Montreal and Montreal was able to come away with the win. So uh, what do you think about uh, Montreal's performance this game? Yeah, they definitely played a lot better. I know they haven't played well since Carey Price has gone down, but... Um, yeah, they definitely dominated the early portion of this game. Edmonton, it took them too long to try and come back in this game. I think in the last two or three minutes of this game is when they scored two of their goals. So, I mean, um, you're not going to win that way. Uh, they tried catching up too late, and then they fell short at the end. Yeah, and I guess uh, for Edmonton, this is kind of uh, – it's not really indicative of anything. They just kind of have to 
keep playing their best hockey. Yeah, well, I mean, they're one point behind the Jets for second place in the North Division. Uh, definitely getting to that second seed um, is kind of important um, if they are not doing a bubble for the playoffs because then uh, you'll get home ice advantage. If they are doing a bubble, obviously it wouldn't matter. It would just matter for which team you would face. But um, just in case they don't do the bubble, you definitely want to get the second seed so you get home ice advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, so better safe than sorry as always. Exactly. And I guess we can move on to some of Thursday's games. Um, the Maple Leafs just finished their game against the Jets. Um, they were able to win 5-3, so pretty dominant performance by the Leafs. Um, Austin Matthews and Wayne Simmons for the Maple Leafs in the first period, uh, as well as Jason Spezza. So three goals in the first period. Very impressive. And uh, the Jets had uh, Mark uh, Scheifel and Andrew Kopp in the first period. And in the second period, um, Mitch Marner for the Leafs. And for the Jets, uh, Kyle Connor. And in the third period, Mitch Marner again for the Leafs. And they were um, able to hold on to the lead for the entire game. So I guess you must be happy about the Leafs' performance. Yeah, they played really solid. I got a chance to see this game. And yeah, um, right from the start, Matthew scored uh, with 27 seconds into the game. So really quickly, uh, I know they gave up some goals. Shifley scored, Cop scored. Um, but then, yeah, like you mentioned, they, they held on to the lead for most of the game after that. And yeah, then, then Marner got a couple goals later and put this game away. So I'm definitely helped for Toronto uh, for them to seal... Uh, down that top spot there in the north. Um, they are now um, six points ahead of the Winnipeg Jets, which is a pretty good cushion in my eyes, um, especially um, getting to the end of the season. So, yeah, good on the Leafs. And I guess, uh, what do you expect from the Leafs going forward? Um, I think they will hold on to that first seed. I know they had been slipping a little bit. They dropped um, uh, their last five games previously. I know at least one of them was in overtime, so they were still getting points, but it's definitely not the same. Um, the Jets were closing that window, but definitely that win was big for Toronto. So they should be able to hold on to the first seed, and then we'll see how uh, the rest of the standings shake out. I guess for the Jets, do you think they can hold on to second seed? It's tough to say. It just depends on how they play in their upcoming matchups. And if they face the Oilers head-to-head -head at any point, that'll definitely be interesting because the winner of those games could end up taking second. Sounds good. And I guess we can move on to Philadelphia versus the New York Rangers. Um, uh, Philly was able to hold on to the, I guess, to the win. They were able to come away with the win by one goal. Um, pretty close game. Uh, they were able to win 3-2. Um, in the first period, Brandon Smith for the New York Rangers, but in the second period, uh, Philly was able to tie it with uh, James Van Rymsdyk scoring for Philly. In the third period, we had uh, James Van uh, Rymsdyk in the third again, and we had Jakob Borachek and for the New York Rangers, we had Artemi Panarin with their second goal for the game, but they weren't able to catch up. And I guess, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, um, it looks like Philly played a lot better um, in this game. Uh, 
clearly the power play was working because both of Van Riemsdyk's goals were on the power play. So uh, good on them for getting that uh, working. And I mean, the Rangers have been a good team. They're really trying to catch up to Boston. This loss really hurts them. And I think for both them and Philly at this point, um, it's going to be a tough go to try and make the playoffs. Boston has a pretty favorable schedule going forward. I know we'll talk about that in our playoff pickups, but uh, yeah, it's just going to be tough. I think the top four seeds have been sealed uh, in the East division. I guess we can kind of uh, move on to Boston's game as we speak about a favorable schedule. Um, they were, were playing against Buffalo and it was pretty much a blowout. Um, they were able to, uh, win 5-1 in the first period. Uh, Brad Marchand was able to score a goal for Boston. In the second period, um, R2 Rotsalainen was able to score for Buffalo, and Mac uh, Grelchek was able to score for Boston. In the third period, we had three goals for Boston. David Pasternak, Nick Ritchie, and David uh, Krejci. Uh, no other goals for Buffalo. Um pretty disappointing game for Buffalo, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is a game I knew Boston would win. I knew they'd win by a lot. Um, yeah, these are the games Boston should be winning. Like you said, they have a favor- favorable schedule going forward. Um, if you want to make the playoffs, um, you got to win the the must-win games, and these are those kind of games. Yeah, and I guess this is kind of... I mean, Boston's pretty much in playoff form right now, so any, I guess, teams that are like pretty low in the standings, we can kind of expect Boston to uh, beat them, if not blow them out. Yeah, I guess we talked Buffalo, we talked New Jersey, uh, Philadelphia, Boston's pretty much dominated that season series there. And they definitely have to beat the Rangers who are trying to catch up to them. So if they have games against the Rangers, those are must win as well. And I guess for Buffalo going forward, do you think they can spoil any games for any teams? Well, I mean, tonight was a good chance for them to do that, and they haven't done it. So um, I know they spoiled one for Washington earlier this week, but um, it's going to be tough going forward. Um, And, yeah, if teams do lose to Buffalo, that could derail their chance at a certain seeding in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to uh, Washington versus the Islanders. Um, This went all the way down to a shootout, and – yeah, this was a really close game and nobody was able to score in regulation or in overtime. So I was wondering about your thoughts on this game. Yeah, both goalies got shutouts, both of Arlamov and Samsonov. Um, both uh, current and former Washington goalies, which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it went straight down to a shootout. Um, both, um, uh, I know Anthony Bavillier scored um, for the um, New York Islanders. But then both Nicholas Backstrom and Evgeny Kuznetsov answered for this Washington team. So they scored two goals in the shootout and they ended up winning um, that extra point. So they won one nothing over the New York Islanders. This game was for first place in the division. Um, Washington seems to be the best team in that division this year. So they're in first. The Islanders, I believe, dropped to third spot in the division with uh, a game we will be talking about, which was Pittsburgh's win tonight. So... Um, yeah, uh, it looks like Washington's first in the East, Pittsburgh second, uh, the New York Islanders are third, and then the Boston Bruins are fourth. So definitely um, the points between those three teams, it's like four points separating four teams. So it's definitely super close right now. Yeah, I guess in terms of the top four, I guess anybody can be in any order. 
Yeah, no one thought Boston could win this division the way they were struggling at the beginning, but they've just been so hot. They're within four points of first place. Yeah, for sure. You can't count any any of these teams out. Yeah, absolutely. All four playing good hockey right now. And speaking of playing good hockey right now, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to beat uh, Columbus by two goals. Um, They were able to come back in the second and third to come away with the win. And in the first period, we had Seth Jones for Columbus. And in the second period, we had uh, Blake Coleman for Tampa Bay. In the third, we had Andre Pallet for Tampa Bay and Blake Coleman again for Tampa Bay. So what are your thoughts on Tampa Bay? Yeah, this is a game where um, I guess just looking at Columbus, they just haven't played well as of late. Um, yeah, just watching some of their hockey, they just don't look energized. Um, they don't even look like they're trying to play spoiler at this point. It's almost like they just want the season to end. So I think it was pretty obvious Tampa Bay was going to win this game, even though Vasilevsky didn't start a net for them. Um, and yeah, um, former Columbus goalie Curtis McElhaney got the win for Tampa Bay. So congrats to him on that and congrats to Tampa Bay for getting the win. Yeah. So I guess going forward, we can kind of expect uh, Tampa Bay to, I guess, be as dominant as they currently are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they get Stamkos and Kucherov back for the playoffs and sort of return to that like cup level form that they were playing at uh, earlier this year and into last season. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Florida Panthers. Um, This was a pretty, it's not like dominant, but it's a solid win by Carolina. They were able to win 4-2. Um, Alexander Barkov was able to score in the first period for Florida. And in the second period, there were three goals by Carolina, by Jordan Martinuk, Nino uh, Niederreiter, and Sebastian Ajo. In the third period, Alexander Barkov scored another goal for Florida, and Sebastian Ajo scored the last goal for Carolina. And um, the Hurricanes were able to come away with the win. So what are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, um, two shorthanded goals for Sebastian Ajo, both of them assisted by Martin Natchez. So those two seem to be playing really well together. Um, yeah, breakout year for Natchez for sure. Three assists in this game for him, really solid. Um, yeah, Carolina was just a better team in this game. It looks like Carolina is pretty much the best team in their division right now. Yeah, I honestly think they could lock down the first seed. I think some of the injuries Tampa Bay and Florida have suffered have just sort of derailed their chance. Carolina is the most healthy team as we speak in that division. So uh, I think that's why they're in first place. Yeah, I guess if they end up clinching the first seed, that'll give them a really big advantage in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because then they avoid that 2-3 matchup because there's like a big three teams in that division. And then it's either Nashville or Dallas or Chicago, whoever makes that fourth seed. So um, definitely you want to be in that first seed so you can play the the lower team. And if it sort of sits the way it is uh, as we speak, then the battle of Florida is going to be really intense. Yeah. And I guess for Florida, they're going to have to do their best to kind of catch up. And if they can't, they're going to have to deal with playoff Tampa Bay. And that's not something that anyone wants to deal with. Well, the fans want to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Florida has been getting a better turnout this year. I know people have always accused them for not having fans, 
but um yeah you know with the uh, less restrictions they have there in Florida they they're definitely getting fans out which is really nice to see uh, for a Florida team that hasn't been good in a long time so um they're definitely a special team this year yeah I think this is a I guess all th- all things considered it's still a pretty good uh, time to be a Florida Panthers fan oh yeah um the new um GM Bill Zito he's building the team the right way um it was a good hire this past off season. he's really turned things around and I think that uh, this team will definitely have something to compete for this year. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of competing, we have uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, also blowing out the New Jersey Devils 5-1. Um, Sidney Crosby in the first. Uh, Cody Sechi also in the first for Pittsburgh. Matt Tennyson for New Jersey in the first. And that was their only goal for the, the entire game. In the second period, there were three more goals for Pittsburgh by Brian Rust, Kasperi Kapanen, and Teddy Bluger. Uh, no goals in the third. And I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on Pittsburgh's performance? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of shorthanded goals on the slate. So I guess a lot of power plays haven't been solid uh, on Friday's slate. But yeah, great win by Pittsburgh. Um I know two nights ago, that was one of the worst wins I've ever seen Pittsburgh get. They were up 6 nothing going into the third period, and they only won 7-6. So they gave up six third-period goals, even though they still won. But, uh, yeah, if it wasn't for Crosby scoring that seventh goal in the third period, they there's a good chance they would have gone to overtime and they would have lost. So, um, yeah, definitely – a uh, better game from Pittsburgh. I had a feeling that they would be upset about the way they won last game and they would come out and they would dominate. And that definitely did happen. So good on Pittsburgh. And I guess for New Jersey, what chance do they have to kind of spoil um, playoff chances for other teams? Honestly, with New Jersey, I'm getting the same feeling I've been getting with Columbus, where there's just not as much effort as I kind of wish they would have. I know Buffalo's, in my mind, with what I've seen, they've definitely put in a lot better of an effort than New Jersey has in recent games. Um, so, yeah, it, like I know um, the previous game was an exception, but in this game, it just really seemed like Pittsburgh just outplayed them, and there was really nothing they could do about it. Yeah, I guess it's really hard to kind of um... – I guess, keep some hope, especially when you're clearly out of the playoffs, but it's still kind of important to play hard because you don't really want to get used to just giving up because that's just going to kind of snowball. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, New Jersey has a lot of good young talent, so they're probably just looking towards next season. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to another dominant game um, by Detroit. Uh, They kind of it wasn't even close. They won by four goals. Um, in the first period, uh, Jakob Brana, Luke uh, Glendening, and Richard Panic all scored three goals for Detroit. In the second period, uh, we had Radic Faxa and Joel Pavelski for Dallas, and Jakob Brana again for Detroit. In the third period, Jakob Brana had two goals. And Sam Gagne had another goal. And Denis Gurianov had a goal for Dallas. So, I mean, normally three goals would be good. But in this case, it wasn't nearly enough to get the win. So, I guess, what are your thoughts on Detroit? 
You know, last week we talked about that Anthony Mantha trade with Washington, how they got Jakob Verana plus two draft picks plus Richard Panic, And we said Washington overpaid. Well, it looks like Verana has more goals with Detroit than Mantha even has with Washington now. So it, it, it's like they could have just traded Mantha for Verana straight up and it would have been a fair trade. And Verana's even playing better than that. But Detroit also got two draft picks with it and they got another player. So um, clearly GM Stevie Iserman knows what he's doing. Um, Verana looks so solid in this game, four goals. I mean, it, it's literally his, like, what, first or second week with the team and the guy's just, like, popping off now. And it's just, it's amazing to see. And this is Detroit's probably their biggest game of the season. I don't remember a bigger score from Detroit this season. This was an impressive game from them. Yeah, this is, like, out of all the... I guess the signs that you can have from Detroit, this is like the biggest sign of um, life that they have. And I guess it's a really good sign for their hopes next season. Yeah. And Dallas was pretty hot coming into this game too. So um, you can't take anything away from this Detroit team. They played really well. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to Colorado avalanche versus the St. Louis blues. Um, they were able to win 4-2. Uh, we had Jaden Schwartz for St. Louis in the first period and Brandon Sad for Colorado in the first period. And we had Andre Burakovsky for Colorado in the second and Andre again in the third for Colorado and Pierre-Edward Belmer for Colorado as well. And we had Jaden Schwartz with, with his second goal of the game for Colorado. I mean, first... St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty much their only other goal of the game. Two goals by Jaden Schwartz. Um, Colorado played really well this game, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, Colorado had a number of players out for COVID restrictions, and they still won this game, and they, they won it by two goals. So, yeah, um, St. Louis has sort of been another one of those slumps. Um, and Colorado, they came back from pretty much sitting for the past half week or so. And yeah, they just played really well. They didn't really skip a beat in this game. They didn't need their starting goalie. They didn't need their top goal scorer. They didn't need uh, some of their other players on the COVID list. They just went out and they just won this game. I mean, St. Louis isn't a bad team at all. They're in the running for the playoffs, but Colorado didn't even play their starters and they still won. That kind of says a lot about how good Colorado is. Colorado's just been playing at another level. I know Vegas did pass them in the standings in the West Division, but um, come playoff time, Colorado's not going to be an easy out with us for sure. Yeah, I guess any uh, team that makes it to the second round is going to have their work cut out for them. I am really looking forward to a potential Vegas-Colorado second-round matchup. Everyone was saying that would would have been a, a good Western Conference finals um, if uh, we had the regular just Western Conference. But now that there's separate divisions, uh, it'll definitely be like one of the most um, like best potential second-round matchups that we could see. Uh, two like heavyweight teams just going at it pretty much. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of... Um really heavyweight matchups in each each uh, division this year. Yeah, I think so. Like, for example, if the one and twos went from the north, you get, like, Toronto against Winnipeg in round two. And then from the east, you get, like, Washington against Pittsburgh. We already know how many times those teams have gone to battle. 
And then you could get like a Tampa Bay against Carolina in the second round. And then you can get a Vegas against Colorado. So there's going to be some really heavy weight second round matchups, potentially assuming that there's no upsets. Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, it's really looking like this year, um, there's a lot of good teams. Uh, It's going to be a really tough battle when playoffs come. Yeah. But I guess fan wise, this is a really good, this is going to be a really good playoffs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you get to see rivalries in the first couple rounds with teams that they had been playing against all season in their division. Then you go into round three and there's four teams that haven't seen each other all year. They haven't played against each other all year. So uh, it's pretty much just, um, it's pretty much going to be new faces at that point. You'll get the top team coming out of each division for the final four. And then the two best teams from there will go to the Stanley cup. So it'll be, great to see the playoffs this coming season yeah for sure uh there's still the ottawa versus vancouver game it's still going still going on um ottawa is currently leading but we won't be covering uh this game so we'll just move on to the pickups and uh i guess we'll start um what are some teams that you think people should uh take a look at for the fantasy playoffs Okay, yeah, so I'll start with my first team and then I'll pass it off to you. Um, The first team I have is the Vancouver Canucks and um, not including tonight's game because obviously we're just projecting ahead. Um, They have a very favorable schedule up ahead. Their next five games uh, feature three against the Ottawa Senators, all in succession. Um, And then they got two against the Toronto Maple Leafs um, and they've proven they can beat the Leafs. They beat them the last two times they faced them. So definitely uh, five winnable matchups for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, So definitely uh, they're a team that's really trying to push for the playoffs. They still have a chance to get into that fourth spot in the North. So definitely going to be playing for something. And they seem to have a lot of energy coming back from that long layoff from COVID. So definitely you want to hop on some of the players from the Vancouver Canucks is they'll also have a lot of games during the week. So I know in fantasy, you're trying to capitalize on as many starts you can get from your players. So Vancouver is a team that's going to be playing a lot of games as you go through the fantasy playoffs. So they're definitely a team you can target for pickups. I'll just give an example of a pickup that I like, and that's Nils Hoaglander. Um, he has been playing, I believe, on the first line in the absence of Elias Pettersson. So you got JT Miller as the top center with Brock Besser and Hoaglander. So definitely, uh, if he's playing on the first line, definitely a guy that you want to take a flyer on in the first two games that he played coming back. He had a goal in each of those games, three points in total, plus three, five total shots and one hit in those two games. So definitely a guy that started hot out of the gate coming back. So you definitely want to take a look at him. He's only around 15% Yahoo leagues, definitely shallow league look, and then definitely a must add in deep leagues. So um, yeah, target the Vancouver Canucks and probably a guy like Nils Holglander. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, my first team is the Arizona Coyotes. Um, they are still in the playoff runnings, and they're going to be trying to uh, make sure that they get a fourth spot going into the playoffs. So um, they're definitely going to be playing hard. Um, in terms of schedule, their schedule is pretty favorable. Um, they're facing the Los Angeles Kings, and they're facing the Sharks twice. Their hardest... Um, I guess matchups going to be against Vegas. So um, in terms of, I guess, matchups, it's pretty favorable overall with the exception of Vegas, but I mean, it's Vegas. They'd beat anybody. 
So I guess a good example that you can kind of find on this team would be someone like Phil Kessel. Um, he gets decent minutes. Uh, he's got, got 95 shots for the year, 16 goals, 19 assists. He is uh, minus, thir- minus uh, 15, but his other stats, I think, uh, make up for that a little bit. So he can cover a wide variety of categories for you. And um, I guess that's my example for Arizona. I think for Arizona, there are other players with higher plus minus. So if you if you're not really feeling Phil Kessel based on the plus minus, there are other players on Arizona with that. But I guess we can um, move on to your second. Yeah, uh, just taking a look at um, the second team I have, it's the Boston Bruins. And we just talked about how favorable their schedule is going to be going forward. They have another game against the Buffalo Sabres. You saw how much they dominated the Sabres on Friday's, uh, or sorry, on Thursday's game. And um, yeah, they they play the Sabres again. They play the Penguins twice, so it will be a challenge. Uh, I'm not going to say that those games will be walkthroughs. But then following those two games against the Penguins, they have two against Buffalo and two against New Jersey. So those are four straight winnable games. So you're looking at a very favorable schedule for Boston down the road as well. You'll most likely hear them come up in next week's playoff pickups as well because Boston has a favorable schedule going forward. So they're definitely uh, a must team to look for pickups. And uh, I'll just give Jeremy Swayman, uh, goalie for the Boston Bruins. Um, He started the last game against Buffalo, obviously only allowing one goal, stopped 29 out of 30 shots for a 96.7% save percentage. So really solid. Um, Yeah, he's just been winning. I mean, the guys want. The guy has had a one, two, three, four, five, six starts in his NHL career, and he's won five of them. So he's a rookie goalie, and he just continues to win, and he continues to put up stats. Uh, he's only around forty-five percent roster in Yahoo leagues, and he was added over fifteen percent in the last week. So people are jumping on this guy. So he's definitely a guy to look for. Uh, Tuka Rask can't play every night. It looks like Yarrow Halak is still on the COVID list. So Swayman is going to be playing games and he's going to be getting wins. So he's definitely a must add and take a look at other Boston Bruins players as well. For sure. And I guess um, staying in the East, um, my second team is the New York Rangers. Um, They're also in contention for a playoff spot. They're going to try their best to kind of um, overtake Boston. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but they're going to be playing as hard as they can to try to make that happen. And in terms of their schedule, they have uh, Philadelphia, they have the Buffalo Sabres two times, and they have the Islanders. So they're all um, really doable matchups for the New York Rangers. And I guess as an example of a player that you can get, I have Ryan Lindgren. Um, For the season, he has one goal, 14 assists, 58 shots, and he's plus 17. So Really good stats across the board, especially for defensemen. Um, Jacob Truba is day-to-day, so Ryan Lindgren is going to be having um, more minutes going forward. Uh, when he does play, he normally gets over 15 minutes, so plenty of ice time, and he's going to be getting even more, so you don't have to worry too much about that. Uh, there's also players like Alex Lafreniere, and if Jacob Truba comes back, I'm not sure when he's going to come come back since he is day-to-day so 
if you're feeling Jacob Truba still, you might want to um, check if he's day-to-day or not. You could pick him up if he's not. But if he's uh, day-to-day, uh, definitely go with Ryan Lindgren. And I'll pass it back to you. Yeah, for sure. And I got one more team, and it is the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we talked about how solid they've been playing. Um, they have such a favorable schedule going forward. They got the LA Kings. They got the San Jose Sharks. And they got the St. Louis Blues three times after that. And those, they could win all five of those games the way the Blues have been playing lately. Um, and Minnesota's just been so solid. They look so good. Um, a pickup I have um, that you can definitely look at is a guy like Nick Benino. He's only around 15% rostered. He can play both center and right wing in Yahoo. So definitely uh, good eligibility for him. Um, just looking at some of his stats as of late um, in his past. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's been playing really well. Um, I'd say in his past five games, um, he's got a total of uh, eight points in those five games. Um, and this guy's been a total of plus eight as well. So really solid. Um, two power play points. So he's even getting power play time. I didn't even know this. And getting an average of two shots a game, and he's getting a hit every other game. So this guy's pretty much contributing in every category. Um, he pretty much gets an assist almost every night, at least. So, um, yeah, definitely a must add. He's only around 15% roster in Yahoo leagues, but he was added close to 15% in the last week. So people are jumping on him, um, especially uh, fantasy playoff teams that need fill-ins. I know there's definitely a lot of injuries, players on COVID list and so on. Uh, so definitely he's a guy you can look at to replace any injuries you might have in your lineup. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, my last team is going to be the Montreal Canadiens. Um, they're another pretty uh, solid, I guess, playoff hopeful team. Um, they should be able to turn things around and make it to the playoffs, but we will have to see. They're definitely going to be uh, playing their hardest to try to get in. And I guess in terms of their schedule, they're facing the Calgary Flames three times. They're facing the Leafs and the Jets. Leafs and the Jets, they're pretty tough, but uh, Calgary is very doable for Montreal. And Montreal can still keep things uh, very competitive with the Leafs and the Jets. And the Leafs are division rivals, so Montreal is going to try to turn it up and try to turn the heat a little bit. And I guess a player that you can definitely take a look at is Joel Edmondson, a defenseman for Montreal. Um, his stats for the season are 65 shots, 25 plus minus, nine assists and two goals. He gets plenty of hits, gets plenty of shots. Um, and his plus minus has been really good for this season as Montreal has uh, managed to turn things around. So um, he's only 24% rostered. So if you're in a deep league, you can definitely take a look at him or if you need an extra defenseman in a shallow league, you can take a look at him as well. And I guess that's about it for the pickups. So I guess uh, we can go to, I guess, some more uh, general talk around the, the league. And I guess we can kind of start with uh, the West division. And what are your thoughts on the West? Yeah, just looking at the West right now as we speak, um, Vegas and Colorado were the first two teams to clinch playoff spots. Vegas clinched it on Wednesday night and Colorado clinched on Thursday night. Uh, so those two teams are locked in for the playoffs. Vegas has won eight games in a row. Colorado's won five games in a row. 
And the third place team, Minnesota, has also won five games in a row. So there are three really hot teams running through this division. And the rest of the teams in the division can't seem to buy any wins. So this really seems like a three-team race. Whoever gets into that fourth seed looks like they're going to be blown out in the playoffs by either Vegas or Colorado. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I see this division right now. Um, Arizona is sitting in fourth, but that spot can go to pretty much any of the three teams from Arizona to St. Louis or San Jose. Yeah, I guess in terms of making the playoffs, there's still hope, but you don't want to be blown out in the first round. Um, yeah, honestly, there is a saying, um, if you can just get to the dance, then uh, anyone has a shot once they get there. So um, if you can just sneak into the playoffs, you never know, right? But I, I think in this case, it's going to be very tough. Yeah, but I guess uh, for the teams that are trying to just make it in, um, just take it one one game at a time. Just try to play as hard as you can and then just take things from there. Yeah, absolutely. I think I can agree with that. And I guess we can kind of move on to the Central Division. Um, it's, a, it's a little less top-heavy, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it is a little less top-heavy, but there are still three dominant teams in this division as well. Uh, Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay are all within three points of each other for that first place spot. Um, obviously, Carolina, like we mentioned, has dealt with less injuries than Florida and Tampa Bay, which is why I believe that they are the best team right now in this division. Um, but Florida and Tampa Bay, we can't take away from what they've done because they've also played very well. And then you got Nashville, Dallas, and Chicago sort of competing for that fourth spot. I think any one of the three can get it. Nashville definitely has the front uh, edge right now, but Dallas does have games in hand, so we'll definitely have to see how this goes. But yeah, that's sort of an outlook of the central. Yeah, I guess, um, I guess Dallas has really managed to turn things around, and it's pretty impressive that they went from uh, their huge slump due to, um, I guess, their COVID issues to still being in the running to get a playoff spot. Yeah, they've been pretty solid. I mean, uh, when you only lose two games in regulation in your previous 10, I mean, you're getting points in eight out of 10 games. That's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, when you're getting points at that rate, you can catch up to anyone in that division. Yeah, for sure. And I guess hopefully the other teams will be able to catch up. Yeah, I mean, Nashville's been pretty hot, so that's why they're holding that fourth spot. Chicago did beat them the other night, so that's definitely something to look out for. And then uh, we spoke on Dallas and them having games in hand, so we'll definitely have to see if they can win those games. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the East, it's been pretty much the same story, just the four teams you would usually expect. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, the top four teams in division, Washington, Pittsburgh, New York Islanders, and Boston Bruins, they're all within four points of each other. Any team can finish first in that division. Boston's won six games in a row. They're just playing out of their minds right now. No matter which goalie's in net, no, no matter which players they, they put out on the ice, playing so solid and yeah this division's doable for any of those four teams i guess for the teams that are on the bottom maybe the rangers have a shot but it's they have a pretty big hill to climb yeah rangers are the only team with a shot left but it's an eight point deficit now boston's really stretching out this lead and boston has two extra remaining games so it's almost uh like Mount Everest for the Rangers to climb just to try and get into the playoffs at this point. And it, I just really don't 
I, I don't see it happening for the Rangers this year, unfortunately. Well, I mean, they aren't the Rangers, so they're going to try their, their best to kind of lead their way to the playoffs. But we'll have to see if they can take the playoff spot from the Bruins. Like I said before, the Bruins aren't just going to sit there and let you take it. You have to kind of force the your way into that spot. Yeah, I can absolutely agree with that. Um, but yeah, Boston is just really hot right now. And the three teams above them have had solid full seasons. So yeah, I think the, that's going to be the four-team playoff we see from this division. Yeah. And I guess moving on to the North division, um, Toronto has been able to stay on top for the entirety of the season, which is pretty impressive. Um, what are your thoughts on the North? Yeah, this should be Toronto's division to lose. I don't think they'll lose it, though. I think they will hold on to the first place spot here. Second place is where I sort of see uh, there could be a difference. Uh, definitely Winnipeg and Edmonton being one point apart. Uh, second place can go anyway, and then the other team will be in third. And then in fourth place, um, Montreal, they do have a 10-point lead on the Canucks, but the Canucks have five extra remaining games. And if they win all those five, they'll be tied with Montreal so definitely um can't sleep on Vancouver but at the same time Montreal does ha still have a very good lead in this division and then uh Calgary they've just played more games than Montreal they I don't think they can catch up and then Ottawa obviously is at the bottom but yeah that's the way I see the North division and I guess for Ottawa this is still the perfect opportunity to kind of spoil games for people well I mean if they beat Vancouver Friday night they're one point behind Vancouver I'm not saying Ottawa is going to make a run or anything, but they can definitely finish outside of, of last. Like they, they might not even be last by the end of the season. Hey, I mean, Ottawa fans will take it. Yeah. It's definitely a step in the right direction. I can agree with that. For sure. And I think that's about it for the kind of general overview of the league so far. So I guess we can kind of go into some previews. Uh, starting with uh, Boston Bruins versus the Buffalo Sabres. Um, I guess we can kind of expect Boston to dominate again. Yeah, I don't think that, I mean, Buffalo, they could, but I, I just see Boston winning this game. This is just, the, this is the kind of game that, you know, we talked about. If you're a playoff team, you got to beat these easy teams. So uh, Boston should get in there and win that game. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the Philadelphia Flyers versus the New York Rangers. Um, it was a pretty close game, their last matchup. So who do you think is going to win this time? Yeah, this is a classic bounce back spot for the New York Rangers. Uh, that's definitely a game that they thought they could win, uh, but they didn't get it done. They are the better team in my eyes. So I see them beating Philadelphia with the Rangers being at home. So that definitely helps. For sure. And I guess moving on to Nashville versus Chicago, another very close game. Um, they're pretty evenly matched in most stats. Um, I think Nashville has a slightly better face-off percentage, but uh, who do you think could take it? Yeah, we saw what happened last game. Nashville went up 4-1, then Chicago came back and went at 5-4 in overtime. I don't think that happens again. I think Nashville definitely puts the pedal down this time and gets the win, but we'll definitely have to see how this game shapes out. Sure. And I guess moving on to Montreal versus Calgary. Um, this is 
a must win for Montreal. They were able to win their last matchup, but who do you think could take it? Honestly, this game is pretty tough either way. Um, Montreal should win this game, but then again, Calgary is home. Um, yeah, this could go either way. Maybe I might lean Calgary just a little bit because they're at home. Um, it'll definitely depend on, you know, who's in the lineup and whatnot. But yeah, I might lean slightly towards Calgary in this game. All right. And I guess we can move on to Minnesota versus the LA Kings. Um, Kings were able to win. I mean, they were, Minnesota was able to beat the Kings in the, the last matchup 4-3. Um, I guess Minnesota, they're not trying to lose to anybody that's uh, lower than them. So I guess we can kind of expect Minnesota to win. I mean, they're on a five-game win streak. Why not, right? Um, especially if Cam Talbot's in goal. He's just been so solid. It's really hard to get pucks by him. Um, he's just playing really well. This whole Minnesota team is just so confident when he's back there in goal. Guys like Kirill Kaprizov, uh, Matt Zuccarello, Many of their other goal scorers, Kevin Fiala as well, definitely will benefit if he plays in net. So definitely look out for if Talbot's in net, and then you can hammer Minnesota to win this game because I definitely like them for sure. Sounds good. And uh, I think that's all the games that are on the 23rd. So I guess we can kind of take a look at the pool. Yeah, for sure. Just taking a look at the hockey pool, I have definitely come a little bit closer, actually. 10 points, I believe, from the last time we looked at it. I was 13 points behind. I'm now only three points behind our injury expert, Victoria. So definitely um, I'm looking to regain that top spot as the season's winding down. And if I can get the win in the hockey pool, I'll live up to my name of the hockey expert. But yeah, um, it's definitely going to be a, a close battle uh, right up to the end. Yeah, so I guess hopefully you'll be able to um, catch up in order to, I guess, live up to your, your reputation of the hockey expert. But I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, um, I mean, if you got to interview me, like I said, we'll do something special. Um, if we get to interview her, I mean that we there's lots of ways we could go with it uh, we could do some kind of playoff uh, prediction type thing um there's a lot of options that we can do so definitely we'll make something fun for that everything nhl episode yeah for sure and i guess that just about wraps up um everything nhl um if you haven't followed us but you um like what we're doing you can kind of uh, give us a follow on Spotify, follow us on Google Podcast or Apple Music. If you uh, watch us on YouTube, you can subscribe and hit the bell, and then you'll be able to get notifications of our videos every week. Uh, tune in next week for um, some more recaps, uh, some more playoff pickups, some more general talk, and some more previews.